0: Hello and welcome to the Blossom Your Awesome Podcast, episode number 29. Today on the show, we have got spiritual leader Sankarshan Das. He is a disciple of Swami Bhaktivedanta Prabhupada, the founder of the Hare Krishna movement. And today Sankarshan Das is a world-renowned spiritual leader with thousands of disciples of his own. I am so honored and delighted to have him here sharing his wisdom and light with us. Thank you so much and welcome to the show.
1: I'm delighted to be here.
0: Thank you so much. So let's start with your background, how you got into this. I know that's probably a long story, but Anything you'd like to share about how you got into this?
1: Um... It only, only took about six years, but um, <laughs> uh, if I can, come, you know, describe six years in, in three minutes, I'll see if I can do that. Okay. My dad always said, "Son, your college days are going to be the happiest days of your life." I got there, I was miserable as hell because I didn't know why I existed. I wanted to know why do I exist, but none of the professors told me, none of the textbooks told me. But then in my junior year after being frustrated, not knowing what to do, um, one student told me about self-realization. You can actually achieve unlimited bliss by becoming self-realized at all. Oh, that's what I needed I had to become self-realized. So I tried this guru, I tried that guru, nothing worked. And, um, but, then, uh, but then a friend of mine turned me onto this mantra. And we like this, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare, Hare, Hare nama Hare nama Dhamma Dhamma, 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 Hare Hare And I got a Bhagavad Gita where Lord Krishna talks about how you can offer him your food and he will accept it. So I was went, wow, and I, I made a little altar. I was offering my food to Krishna and I was trying to deny my everything in this material world. And I said, well, I'm just going to go to the Indian and be a holy man. That's what I'm going to That'll be my career path. Give him. It was in, in the 60s, that was really cool. Many hippies went to India, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just got to get to India and renounce the world, become a, 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 a holy man in India. Then I went, wait a minute. i renounce renounced everything, then renunciation is also something. So I have to renounce renunciation also and accept something transcendental. I went, ah, world deliverance mission. Mm. Spiritualize the whole universe. So then I um, instead of going to India, I grabbed a guitar and I hitchhiked out to San Francisco um, to be part of a spiritual revolution for turning world history right side up. But um, I didn't see much going on out there, but I, I started singing and playing my guitar up and down Hay Street. I became a minstrel. They said, you're going to make Haight-Ashbury beautiful again. So I got kind of encouraged. I went over to Berkeley, became a, a established minstrel on the Berkeley campus. But, you know, I was thinking, Bob, with this, this music, we can actually, you know, the Woodstock had been a big thing, and now they're going to have a West Coast Woodstock. Yeah, we're going to have a beautiful love and peace revolution now. So I went to the Altamont concert. And it was a horrible nightmare. The, the, somebody got murdered there. And I said, this is too much. I can't handle being a, you know, a, a spiritual revolutionary. It was going to go back to... A college student again. I can't handle this living like a hippie, you know, and on the streets and singing and playing here and there. So um, I went back to the University of Texas. I rebuilt. I got a job as a janitor. Oh my god! And uh, but I couldn't handle it. I just couldn't plug in. So I actually dropped out of school again. I became a big sensation on the University of Texas campus. The campus minstrel, attracting huge crowds every day with my at concerts on the South Mall, but then I was still looking, 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 looking. How can I actually achieve spiritual perfection? Well, I was thinking, well, Lord Jesus was perfect, so how can I become like that? What was his secret? And I went, ah, he said, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. That's it. You just got to do what God wants, not what you want. But I had one trouble. I didn't know what God wanted me to do. I was waiting for the voice from the sky, but nothing was coming to tell me what my mission was. Oh my God, what to do. But I was doing a little gig at a Vegetarian Co-op one day. up there I was singing and playing with my guitar. And there was only one little girl in the audience kind of uh, you know depressing from my musician's ego, right? But after the song, that little girl came up to me. She had read my mind. I was depressed. She was the only one hearing. She said, don't worry. God can hear you. And I went, wow. Mm. She was a messenger from God. I've been waiting for God to reveal to me my mission. He, I can't hear him. But she she said, God can hear you. And ah, I should start praying to God, asking him to reveal to me how I can become his perfect servant. So that became my daily thing. I'd read the Bible. I prayed, dear God, please guide me how I can become your perfect servant. Then Hare Krishna Swami shows up in town to start a a Hare Krishna Center in Austin, and I realized this was the answer to my prayer that actually I'm getting back to my original connection with Krishna. And um, so at that time, George Harrison, I just come out with my sweet Lord, you know, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, a okay. big mega hip. I was thinking, Yeah, I'd be a, a Krishna conscious, you know, singer songwriter like George and become a become a big, become really successful in that way. But then, um, one day I was hearing a beautiful song. Uh, I, was, I was living in the Hare Krishna Center now. But they let me move in as a Hare Krishna singer-songwriter. I used to live with them. They gave me a free place to stay, you know, room and board for free, because they appreciated what I was doing. But then I realized that actually I heard one song, and I realized these devotees, those ones who were surrendered had become disciples, you know, full-on monks. They were tasting a pleasure that was amazing pleasure, so beautiful, so wonderful. So then I decided that I, that I was missing out on the nectar that they were tasting something that I wasn't tasting. So I decided to throw in the towel and become a full fledged monk. That was 50 years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. I became a
1: disciple of AC Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada and now for the last 50 years on his order, I'm trying to pull off a global spiritual revolution as soon as possible.
0: Oh, well, wow. I, I, think,
1: I love I think that. That's, what, that's, that's a story in brief.
0: Okay. Wow. That is amazing. So 50 years as a monk. Tell us what this is. I mean, you're on a different level. You're playing a, a bigger game here. So help us understand what well, that is. Well, actually, in our are. movement,
1: see, monks can also become married. So I, I met a very nice female monk. And uh, we got we're husband and wife, but we we live like monks, actually, we don't have any sex relationship, we just live like two monks, as a team, a very, very exalted uh, girl from the Hindi Indian uh, Indian girl from the Fiji Islands, very exalted. So I've been married for, I don't know, maybe uh, I've lost track, Uh, 20, 25, 30 years, something like that. And uh, I think 30 years or so. So now I'm working as a, this, with this very exalted um, female devotee. They actually call her Guru Manaji, which means Guru Mother. She's very, very exant. She and I work as a team. Uh, we've been actually have been sorting the globe twice a year on lecture tours for many years. But now because of COVID, we're, we're sitting here in our ashram for the last two years in Austin, not going anywhere, just keeping, keeping, keeping safe. And of course, on the internet, I've gotten really big. I've got 28,000 people signed up for my daily lessons on the uh, via the internet. I have disciples all over the world. I have, you know, 30,000, almost 30,000 students on my e-course. So I'm trying to pull off a global spiritual revolution now as soon as possible to turn world history right side up.
0: Wow. And now, so can you tell me, just for you, what that's been like? Your kind of daily practice of, you know, being a monk for fifty years. What are well, you experiencing?
1: Uh, yeah, I rise early in the morning at two a.m. And I do meditations and I do my studies. Then we have a worship service at four thirty, and then I cook a, a breakfast. We make we our our cooking is also spiritual we offer our food to krishna before eating so i cook the breakfast and then i go for a morning walk uh hearing a lecture from my spiritual master and then we come back and my, this morning my wife gave a lecture then we have breakfast and then i get back i come here to my office and start answering my emails and work on my daily broadcast that goes all over the world
0: mm. And just on a deeper kind of spiritual level, what is that like for you? Like what has Actually, made it- the
1: most thrilling, exciting thing you could ever imagine? It goes beyond even being a, a multi-billionaire like Bezos or you know having sex with some heavenly goddess. I mean, it's just a pleasure you can't even describe. It's a it's a pleasure beyond any pleasure of this material world, whether it's sex or money or power or fame or any anything. It's a pleasure it goes beyond any pleasure of this material world. It's called transcendental pleasure
0: mm, and can you kind of um, elaborate on that i mean what what is that pleasure like if
1: here's how it works you see there's there's a supreme person who's the source of all existence some call him krishna some call him allah some call him god some call him the father of Je- father of jesus there's a supreme person who's the source of everything now he is manifesting us from himself for the purpose of enjoying loving relationships with us. But love can't be forced, it's voluntary. So everybody has a choice to love God or to leave God. Now, most people stay with them, they're in the spiritual world, but a small insignificant fraction of the infinite number of living entities, they decide to leave him and check out the world where I can think that I'm God, right? The material world, I'm God. Um, so, so here we are trying to enjoy separately from God. But when you actually reconnect with him, it's just like the hand can't enjoy the food separately from the body. You can squeeze the food in the fingers, but the hand can't get any benefit from the food unless it actually gives it to the mouth and goes to the belly. You see? Mm-hmm. So when you actually re- reconnect with Krishna or God by loving service, by thinking about him, talking about him, chanting his names, offering service to him, now you're reconnecting with that supreme person as the source of all existence. You're actually watering the root of the, the universal tree, and you're actually rendering loving service to him and to every single living entity through all of existence. Can you imagine if you could engage in a loving relationship, giving pure love to all living beings and all of existence at every minute, and how good that would feel? Mm. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing.
0: Wow. And... Now, tell me, so, you know, just kind of going back here, you said you kind of tried the college thing that wasn't for you. Did you always prior to that feel like a longing? Uh, Did you feel some sense of something?
1: I, I knew I wanted to know in college. I wanted to know what is the purpose of my existence? What is the meaning of life? And they did not tell me. They just said, you know, get a get a degree, you know, get a good degree, make good grades. So you can get a good job and a good house and a good wife and a good car and some good kids and a good dog and a good cat and a dog house. So, so you're going to have a retire, have a good retirement in St. Petersburg and they put you in a good grave, and put some good flowers on your, on your grave every year. That wasn't enough. Sorry.
0: Mm-hmm. And what is that? So going deeper with this, what are we missing? Like what? is that ultimate
1: end goal we like are not connected with our actual identities you see we are we are foolishly thinking i'm this body i'm a male i'm a female i'm an american i'm an indian we are foolishly misidentifying identifying ourselves as they being these material bodies you see if you thought that you were your pants wouldn't that be stupid <laughs> but but we misidentify uh, these bodies we have are just garments that we're wearing. We are actually spiritual beings, the eternal spiritual beings that never get sick, never get old, and never die. These bodies go through birth, death, old age, and disease. We are foolishly misidentifying with these material bodies and thus putting ourselves into a miserable situation.
0: Mm, and is that so that when you say miserable situation, that is kind of longing for the superficial? stuff that's really not going to fulfill us
1: we're not really tasting the the, ple- the real pleasure of our existence and that we only imagine actually there is no happiness in this material we only think we're happy the rolling stones really had it they really hit the nail on the head i can't get no satisfaction that's our position in the material we, we're not getting satisfied we're really not mm. we're going we're going there we're smoking this we're drinking this but i can't get no satisfaction the Rolling Stones really hit the nail on the head. They really did. That's our position. We're not getting any satisfaction. We're not really getting any real satisfaction here. We only imagine it, but actually we'd never get any real satisfaction in material life.
0: Now, for you, you know, when you met Swami Prabhupada and you're a direct disciple of his, correct? That's correct. Yeah. And what was that like for you?
1: Oh, my goodness gracious, it was the most wonderful experience in millions of lifetimes, to be mm-hmm. connected with a great uh, spiritual master who has the power to deliver all living entities through all of existence. Now, I got a letter from London, actually, in, uh, dated August 12, 1971, accepting me as a disciple and giving me the name Sankarshan Das. And then I wrote him a letter. I told him I was enthusiastic to spread this movement. He wrote me another back. He said, I can see you're a very sincere, enthusiastic boy, eager to spread this Krishna consciousness movement. He said, now continue enthusiastically as you were doing. And surely Krishna will bless you. That order has been going with me strong for 50 years. Mm-hmm. I'm following for 50 years and I'm feeling how Lord Krishna is showering his unlimited blessings upon me at every minute.
0: Now, you know, I've heard just through my own kind of spirituality and reading and stuff that those who find their guru and are able to connect with that guru are just the luckiest people. So
1: the whole whole universe.
0: Mm, Wow.
1: Actually, Krishna gives the instruction in the Bhagavad Gita. I'll give you the Sanskrit. Just try to learn the truth by approaching the spiritual master. Inquire from him submissively. Render service unto him. The self-realized souls can impart knowledge unto you because they have seen the truth. When you actually follow that instruction from Krishna, you become connected with him, become connected with the spiritual master, and it actually... You actually you enter into immortality. You live uh, even in your even though you have your in your present body, you're you're not living in in mortality. You're now living in immortality. You see? Mm-hmm. You achieve deathless. When you surrender bondified to bondified spiritual master, you attain deathlessness.
0: Mm, oh, I love that. Deathless, now,
1: deathlessness. It, you it,
0: yeah, you know, and it's kind of it seems that's what we're all after. What that's but we don't know how to go about it so for those people who you know because this is you are like i said on a different level right you're able to do this day in and day out can we is there a way to kind of touch tap it I can, I can, without
1: i can bring you to this level also sign up for my e-course www.joincourse.com i'll train you how to come to this level i'm training people all over the world how to come to this level
0: Mm-hmm. I have
1: a, I have radio station magnates, I have uh, lawyers, I have all kinds of people, doctors, I got all kinds of people. I'm training them how to come to this level.
0: Wow. So it is possible for the ordinary person to just elevate and get to this kind of liberated space.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. You can everyone can become a I don't care if you're a dish digger, you're a homeless bum on the street. I don't, or if you're the president of the United States, whatever your position is, I can train you how to achieve deathlessness.
0: Mm. And now for uh, people who are, this is kind of a foreign concept, help us kind of understand that philosophy.
1: Um, I'm in, in very in simple terms, I'm not this body. I'm an eternal spiritual being, the servant of God. Now, by actually entering into the service of God, I become a liberated soul from all the sufferings of material existence. That's in a nutshell the whole thing.
0: Mm. And now, you know, so was there some direct uh, guidance when you met Swami Prabhupada? Was there? Okay, this is going to be. I know he named you. I
1: already, I already gave it to you. He said, "Continue." I see you continue enthusiastically as you are doing to make the world Krishna conscious, and surely Krishna will bless you. And that's the that's my marching orders right there. Make the whole world Krishna conscious.
0: Wow. And for in that moment, did it feel like, okay, I've arrived. This is what I was waiting for. That was the message.
1: It was actually I, I, when I got my Channing beads in the name, that's when I had arrived. This assembly made it even more wonderful. He, now I have a, now he told me what my duty is in his service. Mm-hmm. But I already, when I actually, when he, when he accepted me and gave me my name, that's when I really arrived. But mm. so then it became more powerful when I get my lifetime service.
0: And what has it been like for you to lead this life of service?
1: It's, uh, it's more thrilling than anything I can explain to you. It's more thrilling than anything that you can experience anywhere. Winning a lottery or um, anything. Is, uh, it's more thrilling than anything you could ever experience in material life. And millions of times more thrilling.
0: And now, you know, for people who are resistant to things because they just don't have that deeper understanding, what is your kind of guidance to that person to kind of?
1: Well, who are you?
0: Mm -hmm. You have to understand,
1: what is your identity? Are you that body? Your body is changing at every minute. You can remember experiences you had when you were a little kid. but That body is long gone. So you should have to understand that you're not your material body. Your body is changing the, the, every moment. The old blood corpuscles are dying off and new blood corpuscles are taking their place. But yeah, you have a constant remembrance, even in those days when you were a little baby. You see? Mm-hmm. So well, therefore, you're not your material body. So what are you? You have to understand what you actually are. And you have to now live in that dimension where you actually are, are, are niche, niche. Is your actual identity? If you want to truly become happy, otherwise you're just kidding yourself. You'll never be happy. The time of death, you'll be lamenting how you lost everything. But actually, for those who are Krishna conscious, the time of death they gain everything. They don't lose anything. They gain everything.
0: Ah, that is so powerful. That's so beautiful. Now, so you know, let me ask you in this for fifty years in this space. Head space, heart space, spiritual space. Who are you? Who have you become? Are you just.
1: Very simple. I'm the eternal servant of Krishna. And I've been ordered to become a spiritual master. Mm -hmm. I've been ordered to become guru and deliver the world. That's my mission. Deliver the world.
0: Wow. And um, now, you know, for people who. Are kind of stuck in life, struggling. What kind of higher wisdom do you have for those people?
1: Chant the holy names. If you're a Christian, you can chant the name of Christ. A Muslim, you can chant Allah. If you're Buddhist, you can chant Buddha. If you're Hindi, you can chant Hare Krishna or chant Hare Ram. But, Arpa, you'll have no name, just chant the Hare Krishna mantra. Chant the holy names of God, and you will revive your original spiritual identity that's sleeping within you right now. Every day, chant the holy names of God: Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Krishna Hare Hare, Hare Dama, Hare nama 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 Hare Hare. And you'll awaken your actual identity, which exists beyond your temporary body. You'll feel it. You'll taste it. You'll live in it.
0: And and can you tell us? I know I've asked this, but I just to go deeper. What we're missing, like, what is that like for you? I'm so curious. I know you kind of, we touched on this, but to live in this, like, how magical is you're,
1: that? You're missing, uh, you're missing out on, on, on actual love. You're living in a world of uh, exploitation and greed. You're missing love, actual love. Love means pure loving, pure loving relationship without any tinge of egotism or selfishness. You're missing out on pure love.
0: Mm. and that is so ironic because that's really what everyone's in search of, right? but we're just going about it the wrong way. Yeah,
1: they maintain lust they call it love it actually is lust mm. they want to use others for their enjoyment and they call it love. That's mm-hmm. not love. love means service
0: mm. Now what um wisdom can you share with people? who are you know scared like it's just too overwhelming for them
1: well if you if you, if you want to remain in the world in the, in the cycle of birth and death you can do them you think you think this is scary but just wait till death comes mm-hmm. you think this is scary just wait till death comes see how scary that'll be you let like you become fearless at the time of death and start chanting in the holy names of God as a on a regular daily basis. Train yourself to think of the supreme person, and then uh, you become fearless. But otherwise, you're opening yourself up to a, a horrible experience at the time of death. Horrible, horrible, nightmarish experience. You remember that you can you remember the supreme person, you know, God, at the time of death. You, you go into the spiritual world. You don't stay here in the cycle of birth and death.
0: So is it, it's like here, you're in this physical form, but living in this way with this I- ideology and philosophy, you're kind of just already, you're already with God. You're already one with
1: God. Absolutely. When it actually, when you wake in your Krishna consciousness, you're living with God at every minute, as good as being in the spiritual world, even right here in the, in the material
0: world. As wow. good as in the spiritual world already. And it seems like this is what we're all missing, right? We come here in this physical. The whole
1: world is in chaos right now. That's why they have all kinds of things like COVID-19 going around because we're not living in harmony, the laws of God.
0: Wow. So it's, it's, that's it right there. It's like, we don't, uh, when we start living in that way, it's kind of exciting to transcend the physical because now we're just going back home.
1: We're getting back in a state of perfect harmony again, right now, because we're not living in accordance with the laws of God. we're creating so much havoc in the world. You see? Uh-huh. There's what's called the law of karma, and it goes around and comes around. If you engage in activities which are against the laws of God, if you're not in harmony with the will of the supreme, then it creates all kinds of bad reactions like COVID-19, like uh, tornadoes, hurricanes, murders, etc., rapes, etc
0: what is your advice for people who have some sort of guilt that they might be carrying uh, guilty well, conscience all of,
1: us, all of us have guilt <laughs> we're all guilty mm-hmm. Every one of us, whether we admit it or not we all have we all have guilt because we we we've, we've defied the authority of the supreme lord and tried to act independently of him so the, the simple solution is so krishna says in the gita Sarvadharman put it Ma mama kangshara languja Give up all varieties of of duties and fully surrender yourself unto me. I will deliver you from all your guilt, from all your sinful reactions. Do not fear. So all we have to do is say, okay, my Supreme Lord, uh, whether you call him Allah, Jehovah, Krishna, or whatever, that Supreme Person, the source of all existence, now I fully surrender myself unto you, and that immediately frees you from all the reactions, all those things you're feeling guilty about, all the things you did wrong. And treat them it, all of them.
0: It, so and it, there is a way to do that without being committing yourself like as a monk you can still go to work have your Maybe life do whatever In, the,
1: in the social order there's four there's four classes there the the priestly class the administrative class the uh, the mercantile class the architectural class and the working class it doesn't you can remain in any class you can remain an employee you can be a businessman you can be a farmer you can be a politician be a military man or a priest—it doesn't matter. You can be in any social position. Become a peer devotee of God.
0: Mm.
1: Most of my disciples are not monks. They're, you know, I got one who's a—I got one disciple. He's a—he um, is a businessman. He's running a, what's called European Hit Radio. It plays the top hits of pop songs in in, uh, in Europe. He's the owner of European Hit. He's my disciple. The Euro, owner of European Hit Radio. He's not a monk. But so it doesn't you can be in any position as a monk, a priest, a politician, a, a military man, a, a, a businessman, an agriculturist, a worker, or whatever, and be in any position and become a devotee of God.
0: Now this is just, wow. It's like um, it just this is kind of what people
1: are missing. This is what- Absolutely, the whole world is missing it. That's why the world is in chaos right now. If the, if the world leaders would just listen to me and take my instructions, we can solve all the problems, all the wars, all the terrorism, all the disease. I, If they will follow my instructions, we can solve all the problems of the world within a sh- very short time. If they won't, the trouble is they're not listening to me. I wrote to Bidney, they didn't even write me back that last book.
0: Mm. And now in closing, this has been so powerful and, you know, I'm going to have links to all of your stuff for listeners so they can reach out to you and have access and, um, contact information and all of that. Can you just in closing, I'm going to ask you to leave us with some words of wisdom, love, power, light, whatever you would, your message you would like to share.
1: Okay. Bhagavad Bhagavad Gita. To those who are constantly devoted and worship me with love, I give them the understanding of how they can come to me. Lord Krishna speaks in the Bhagavad Gita.
0: Mm, Wow. That was amazing. I just, um, I feel like I need to go Grab my Bhagavad Gita and uh, read it again. <laughs> I'm just so inspired right now. This was so. Do you, have
1: Bhagavad Gita? Do you have Bhagavad Gita as it is? That's the authoritative edition by Bhagavad Swami. You have that edition, Bhagavad Gita as it is.
0: Um, you know, I don't actually. I don't. You need
1: to get that one. You need okay. to get that one because the other, the others uh, they they mess around with the actual meaning. They don't present the real meaning. They screw the meaning around. They say, well, it's not the Krishna you surrendered, but it's the unborn, the unmanifest. No, you have to read Bhagavad Gita as it is. That's the authoritative edition, which actually clearly explains, according to the great saints of India, the actual meaning of Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita as it is. You can, I can send you a link where you can order it. I'll send um, you an email. I okay. you can order one.
0: Wow. Um, I am going to do that. That was really powerful and amazing. And I just thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and your love and your light. And um, yeah, I just feel so honored to have had this time with you.